Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? It's your favorite time of the Saturday. It's Live Bet Saturday, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel out here in Las Vegas at Circa, out there. I was going to say at his mom's house, but I think that's actually accurate. Danny Burke out in Chicago. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Now, you know, we moved out of the parents' house a little while back, so we're, we're, we're moving up in the world slowly but surely. I was going to say, you're, you're an adult now. You're an adult now. I'm sorry. I feel <laughs> Sometimes I feel old, all you young guys, uh, even though I, I guess I'm not that old myself. All right, we got a good show on tap today. A lot of great guests, including maybe a surprise one. We're not going to tease who it might be, uh, but there might be a surprise guest joining us in studio at some point in the next three hours. But we got a lot to get to. And on Danny, I would say... One of the better college football Saturdays we've had up to this point from a schedule standpoint from 9 a.m. And by the way, we are very lucky because the 9 a.m. slate is absolutely yeah. loaded. And I guess what's what is it for you? 11 o'clock out there. Um, mm-hmm. This early slate is absolutely jam packed with meaningful games and really tight ones, too, at least from a spread perspective. that are going to be a lot of fun. So we'll start there because we're going to break down all the live betting action as we usually do. A lot of guests. Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet's going to be with us. Michael Calabrese of the Action Network. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to live report Tuscaloosa Athletics. Alabama football reporter Aaron Suttles is going to be with us because they got a big game later today and was supposed to be a revenge game against Jimbo Fisher for talking smack in the offseason. Where are you going to this morning slate? I'll give you the pick of the litter. Top game of this early slate is what for you? So it's funny, you know, we're talking before the show and usually I at least have a couple bets going, but you're right. I mean, the slate's fantastic, but there's so many games where I'm like, yeah, I kind of like that, but I'm not fully there. So I actually haven't bet anything yet, but that's the beauty of the show, JVT, because we're just going to be looking for those live betting opportunities, which I think there will be plenty with this slate. 
I'm so interested. I know you are too. I feel like Kansas and TCU is a game that I'm going to have to keep my eye on probably number one to see what kind of team and what kind of effort you're actually going to get out of Kansas, a big litmus test for them. Uh, another spot that I'm interested in JVT, and I feel like a lot of people probably aren't, but uh, Florida and Missouri. And I'm interested in this because this feels like it would be a huge letdown spot from Mizzou. But at the same time, I don't really want to lay the double digits with the Gators. So I'm waiting to see if Missouri can't keep it close. And then if I can get a better number potentially with Florida to live bet. Those are the two games I'm really honing in on. So a quick a couple of things. First off, the TCU matchup, that's where I'm going. I, I, I am hoping with Kansas at home getting off to a good start. And maybe I can lay a shorter number with TCU. Uh, I wanted yeah. to lay it. Uh, this is a great example, of course, of what we do on Sundays with our college football lines revealed. Uh, I wanted to bet. TCU when it opened at five and I was like that's a dead number if it gets a five and a half I could still lay that it got to seven like really quick so we're going to see if I can get a little bit of a cheaper number of, after a good start here and building on your psychology angle here with Missouri as it is kicked off and Missouri and Florida is underway I like these things Danny because I think you can spin them any way you want we Elliot and I mm -hmm. were just talking about this off the air where you could say it's a letdown spot for Missouri I would say that it's a galvanizing spot for Missouri, who's coming off of a close loss to Georgia, saying, of course we can take on Florida right now. We just went down to the wire with Georgia. You could spin it in a way that's actually a confidence yeah. builder for Missouri. Absolutely, and that's what makes it so scary. Like, maybe Mizzou is actually a okay team right. that is going to cover a lot of numbers but doesn't pull it out right. But a team that catching 11, again, against the Florida squad that we clearly still have concerns with, that's what doesn't make it appetizing laying such a high number. So I'll wait and I'll get a better idea if Mizzou is actually a team that can keep things close. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't dismiss your angle at all. And, again, that's what makes it tempting to wait for a better number potentially. So I want to go through some of the betting things that we'll keep track of, too, for some of the more morning slate uh, because we do have quite a few pre-flop moves to keep track of. For example, Purdue, Maryland is underway. Uh, Purdue, of course, last week in a, a gritty battle, we'll call it, with Minnesota. But Purdue and Maryland, Dan, opened up Maryland minus four with a total of 66 and a half. This closed Maryland minus three with a total of 59 and a half in some spots. So we're talking about a full touchdown drop to the under here between Purdue and Maryland. Also, you mentioned uh, TCU, Kansas. The total move there is the story open 64 it's going to close 71 in some spots 71 and a half in one book uh, as you're watching the board right there and uh, last but not least uh, because it's worth mentioning here uh, one of the earlier slates i think this is going to kick off uh, no double check this is an 11:30 kick uh, but eastern michigan yes in western michigan about to kick off right now total just dropped from 58 to 55 and then we get the rest of the games no real big movers there uh, but worth mentioning and this is where we'll focus now Texas is expected to get Quinn Ewers here uh, in this Red River rivalry. Uh, there are, of course, reports, Danny, that Dylan Gabriel is in his pad, so we'll have to see what exactly is going to happen there. Uh, but Quinn Ewers at least getting the start for Texas, and it looks like the Longhorns are going to close as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite here. Yeah, I'm watching the game right now, and it looks like he was warming up, has his pads okay. on, all suited up. Uh, we'll see if he's actually going to go. But, yeah, naturally, this is always a big spot every single year, but it just seems like it was a little bit more of a letdown mm -hmm. because of the unknown with Gabriel. And Oklahoma obviously dropping the past few games. This spot got really tempting, though, JVT. If you knew that Gabriel was going to come in the game, of course, this would alter the spread. But, I mean, even still, knowing what the implications are and what kind of rivalry this is and how wonky college football can be, when this thing was hitting double digits, I don't know. Like, it was pretty tempting to look at the side 
of Oklahoma, despite how they've struggled, especially on the defensive side of the ball. When you bring in a defensive coach with this game is just a little bit different. Uh, you know, it's very unique, has different meanings going into it. So, man, that caught my attention a few times. But again, ultimately stayed away. We'll see if they can keep it within seven in the hook, because that's a number we're seeing right about now with total at about I'm seeing 65 in the hook out here JBT yeah and it actually as I bring it up uh, 30 seconds like right after I say it Dylan Gabriel despite warming up in pads he's not going to play today so mm. uh, the old as some put it the okie doke out there uh, in the Red River rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas so Dylan Gabriel will not get the start there Quinn Ewers will so it's the return of Ewers who for those who hadn't been keeping track we've talked about it a couple of times on this show uh, Ewers had been dressing and making trips and kind of warming up so we'll see and it is that off shoulder so you can come back and maybe a little bit quicker there but yours I will say Danny I think you were off that day it was Jeff Parles who was with me uh the little flash that we got against elite competition yours was picking apart Alabama secondary before he got injured I am going to be fascinated to see what he can do here against Oklahoma's defense because that's going to be something to watch yours looked fantastic in that loss of the Crimson Tide before he got knocked out yeah, I mean, Texas probably wins that game if Ewers doesn't get injured. And he was, what, the most touted recruit of all time coming into college. And then, you know, the little stint that Ohio State goes to Texas and takes over and has a great first impression pretty much against Alabama. And then, you know, just like dumb luck like that, he gets injured. And, you know, Texas fans clamoring, going, ah, oh, yeah, this would only happen to us. But, hey, you're getting him back, and this is a big game to get him back at home against Oklahoma and a weak-looking Sooner squad. So even if he does look great well you know honestly jbt maybe they kind of ease him into it even more so i, I don't know that'll be kind of interesting to watch out for as well you know certainly they're going to come out firing and, and he'll be ready to go out of the gun but how deep do you need him to go in this game if you have control of it that may be something to be cognizant about in terms of the total and the spread as we get later into this game i'm gonna double check here i'm i don't know if so i've got on my screen because i did not notice this tennessee and lsu has kicked off on my screen, I believe that Tennessee started on the 27-yard line of LSU. Uh, okay, so LSU fumbled the kickoff. Thank you very much. So LSU fumbles the kickoff, and it only takes Tennessee about five or six plays to get into the end zone. Jabari Smith, a run for one yard up the middle, and LSU is already down 7 nothing in this matchup. This is, again, one of these premier matches, like premier matches we have early on in the morning. This is another one. Hendon Hooker has slowly become, Danny, a yeah. uh, Heisman candidate at this point because of the way he's been performing and the numbers that are getting put up by this Tennessee offense, and they are already up to a quick start. And here's the thing. Uh, LSU did not look great against Auburn. I think the real reason why LSU won that game is because Auburn's quarterback play was absolutely atrocious, and they gave it away with multiple turnovers. Uh, but that is not the start you want to be in because if you're the Tigers, I think you want this at a slower pace, and I think you want this a lower-scoring affair. And also – uh, just some indications that Jaden Daniels, their quarterback, a little dinged up because he's a massive part of their offense in terms of rushing, passing, and he's taken a lot of hits so far. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we talked about him last week and his Heisman odds uh, for Hooker. And what was he, like 16-1, to 1, somewhere around there? Yep. And look, another big game where you can make some noise. We know LSU's not at the top of the charts this season, but they're still a tough out. And it's a great start for him. Get some comfort on the road right away. I'm seeing this line now just a 7.5 in favor of the Volunteers. Total at about 68 or so. But, you know, as fun as Tennessee's been, as great as they have looked, I wouldn't be rushing to kind of jump in, and now it's up to nine and a half. I wouldn't be rushing to jump in on the action because of a, you know, kind of an odd start like that. If this line gets out of hand, it, it'll it be interesting to see what kind of value you can get potentially with LSU. So a couple of scores to update. Uh, we'll get you updated numbers on that matchup as well as they pop up. Uh, right now, Maryland already up seven to nothing over Purdue. So the Terps 
Eight and a half point favorite, total 63 and a half. Remember, a massive drop there in the total. Uh, that closed 7.6 points lower uh, from the pre-flop opener, at least. Western Michigan already trailing Eastern Michigan 7 nothing. So Western Michigan right now, we'll call it a pick, minus 114 to the Western Michigan side with a total of 62 and a half. You're laying a half uh, point there, courtesy of BetMGM. And then the other game that has kicked off that we're going to keep track of, Texas, a five and a half point favorite, total of 62 and a half in this game against Oklahoma. And this is those interesting things that we're talking about here, right? As the market reacts to certain things, Danny, if you fancied yourself a Longhorns better, but you're like, ah, you know what? Seven and a half, too rich for my blood. Well, they force, Oklahoma does, a punt on the opening drive, and that number goes from seven and a half to back to the opener of five and a half or five. Yeah, and I mean, look, Texas right now, yeah, I'm watching about, yeah, you're saying they're getting to the punt right here. I'm a little behind, so I'm seeing the third and three, but you talked about this last week, which was such an important note, too. If you kind of look at the other side of it as well, saying a team scores right away, you could take from, exa- or for example, this Maryland and Purdue game. A lot of times these offensive sets right out of the gate can be scripted. You know what you're going to do right away, so that typically is going to equal more success. Oh and then the line is going to get exaggerated in some spots like Purdue. Now you can catch seven in the hook after they're down seven, nothing. If that's something that you were tempted to look at, but then it's going to slow down and everything will kind of marinate into the mean as you progress throughout this game. But that was something we really saw impactful last week with the adjustments in the live line. So a uh, special teams disaster for LSU early on in this game. Not only do you fumble the kickoff that then gives Tennessee the short field, uh, you allow a massive punt return for Tennessee after you go three and out. So the volunteers again. So two drives for the Tennessee volunteers, Danny. They have started at the 27-yard line of LSU, and now it looks like the 35-yard line of LSU. So not a really great start for actually 25. Check that. So another drive inside the 30-yard line that starts for Tennessee. All right, we got a lot to get to here on Live Bet Saturday. Let's talk a little bit more about these big games we're going to see later today, including the big one in the SEC between Alabama and Texas A&M. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, it's Gil Alexander from VEASAN. Every Monday during the football season, we do something really special on my show, A Numbers Game. Chrissy Andrews, the director of the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook, joins me and releases every single NFL line for the upcoming week live on the show. It's a perspective that you won't hear on NFL betting anywhere else but right here. NFL lines from the guy that makes them. Imagine that. Mondays on a numbers game, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on VEASAN, the sports betting network. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NHL season's here, and our hockey betting experts ready for all the action. VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guys is available now. You get strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Andy McDeal did a great job. Predictions for teams and players, point totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, and more. Guides must have. Key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Become a pro subscriber and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide today. By the way, NBA season starts pretty soon here, too. Uh, the NBA guide, all done. At least my part is, which is a vast majority of it. So that's going to be coming out, I believe. Should I put a date out there to pressure them? I believe it's coming out on let's Tuesday. But we'll, we'll see. I believe it's coming out on Tuesday. Uh, all right. With that, let's talk a little bit more about what we're seeing up to this point. should also mention, too, Dan, that uh, one game in the Big Ten has kicked off as well. This speaks to this big slate here. Uh, Michigan up 7 nothing over Indiana. So the opening drive for the Wolverines ends in the end zone. So we'll see if the Hoosiers can respond. Indiana's kind of up against it, though. Their, t- their two wide receivers have been dinged up all year long. Uh, and I have to double-check to see if they actually played in this game. But that's been a big issue for them. And I would say, and I think I brought this up to you last week, Danny, which is I'm not sure where I would put Michigan in the grand scheme of things. I think it's extremely tough to judge how good Michigan is when in comparison to Ohio State, in comparison to Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Uh, considering that they've had one of the easiest schedules in college football amongst those we'll call contenders, a lot of people think that they're like the third or fourth best team in the country. I would argue that you might be falling in love with a team that's been beating up on some of the worst teams in the country. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you here, JBT. Their schedule clearly has been favorable, and it still hasn't been a cakewalk for them. You look at that game against Maryland where yep. the offense was incredibly stagnant, and then you know inevitably they just overcame them by having more depth and more talent. But once you kind of get that top-tier talent, once they play Ohio State, once they play some of these bigger opponents, or even if you go down the line, if they should happen to make the college football playoff, I mean, this just has the feeling of a team that's going to get exposed 
on a big level. And I don't know what your thoughts were with the Wolverines coming into this season, but I figured there was naturally just going to be some turnover that they wouldn't exceed as much as they did last season because they had lost a lot on the defensive side of the ball. Well, knowing Harbaugh, you figured that he could kind of plug and play some of those guys and the defense is fine. But now you're kind of concerned about the offense that has had some issues and some gaps. And I just don't think they're good enough on that side of the ball to compete with a team like Ohio State, to compete with some of the top-tier programs throughout the country. So, yeah, again, it's great if you can beat up on the Indianas and company, but once they get deeper into Big Ten play, I would be looking to fade the Wolverines, especially if they still keep laying so many points. Yeah, I think uh, when you're talking about, like, my thoughts on them, I I echo everything that you're talking about. I also thought that when you looked at their schedule, they were going to get off to a really great start because they weren't really playing anybody of merit, and that got even easier when you started to see what Iowa was going to look like this season through the first early portions of the week. So uh, we will see. They have a a little bit until their real first test, Uh, but at the same time, I think to your point about some of the flaws – my biggest issue is that you're reliant on one dude, and that would be Blake mm-hmm. Corum. And if Blake Corum's not running the ball the way that he is, which, by the way, already today, two carries at 51 yards and a touchdown, a long of 50. Um, if he's not running the ball, J.J. McCarthy has not graded really well as a passer. So we'll see if some of those games where you face competent defenses that are going to be able to make you one-dimensional and also some explosive offenses, Which because that's the other thing. Like you mentioned the Maryland game. Maryland got him a couple of times, but that's not the most explosive offense in the Big Ten. Obviously, right. that's Ohio State. The Big Ten is not littered with explosive offenses. They're going to push Michigan. So maybe it sets up like you're kind of alluding to, building them up on this pedestal until they ultimately get knocked down. Uh, but we'll see if that's going to be the case. Some real quick score updates before we get to some game of the years and the big games coming up later today. Uh, Maryland and Purdue still holding strong as a 7 nothing score. Maryland 6.5 with a total of 61.5. Remember, that total after the touchdown got up to 63.5 and, and opened on Sunday at 66.5. So keep an eye on that. Texas and Oklahoma going at it. Texas does have the ball back, so they're back up to a 7.5-point favorite. Total at 59.5. Uh, and other matchups, Tennessee mentioned this really quickly. I heartily disagree with a fourth and two decision to kick a field goal from the LSU 18 yard line, considering that you've been the much, you're the much better team and you have the ability to get three yards, but that's neither here nor there. Tennessee up 10, nothing after settling for that field goal, six and a half, the spread with a total of 68 and a half LSU does have the ball on their own 28 yard line. All right, let us move on. We do have some big games later today and let's tie in. So I love this exercise because if you are the you know Brad Powers and Paul Stones of the world, uh, guys who we talk to on Sundays, these are the guys that come into the South Point over the summer, Dan, and they start betting these South Point Game of the Year lines. And what's interesting mm-hmm. is setting yourself up for the rest of the season. And you see here, if you're watching the broadcast, that you can see the South Point Game of the Year lines for some of these big matchups we're going to get today and where they're at today when it comes to the line actually up on the board. And you can see some changes in perception here, I would think, especially these first three games, these first few games, when you're talking about Texas A&M at Alabama, originally a 13.5-point favorite at the Open for Alabama, and today Alabama is in the range of a 24-point favorite. Auburn at Georgia, Georgia originally a 16-point favorite, but not going well for Brian Harson and the Tigers, so that's up to 28. Let's focus on that first matchup before we get to the rest of these, because we're going to hit on these throughout this entire show today. But... Texas A&M, Alabama. The question here, Danny, is twofold. One, are we going to see Bryce Young? Bryce Young allegedly is going to be a game-time decision for Nick Saban. He had an interesting comment last week. I don't know if you caught it, where he said, oh, yeah, Bryce Young, it's a shoulder issue. He's been dealing with those. I don't really think that's great (laughs) when you have consistent AC problems when it comes to your shoulder, but maybe that's something that he's comfortable with dealing with, and it's not really that big of an issue for them. But Jalen Milrow looked absolutely fantastic in that win over Arkansas, 
And that's a different looking offense, man. He can throw the ball, but he's so insanely athletic, Milrow is, and he looks so quick with so little effort. You do wonder what this is going to look like from an offensive standpoint, depending on who's going to be in there. Market doesn't really care. Uh, this opened up 20-ish, and now it's up to 24, total of 48 and a half. Doesn't matter who's at quarterback. Apparently, according to the market, this machine's going to keep churning against the Texas A&M team that's among the worst in the country in offense. Yeah, and that's just kind of like a classic Alabama move, right? I mean, you saw the transition when it went from Hurts to Tonga Vailoa. They just got guys ready to play whenever. And, you know, this has that narrative coming into it, all the emotions with Saban against Jimbo Fisher. But even if you don't want to put that into your handicap, let's be honest. I mean, this Texas A&M offense is brutal. It's pretty much non-existent right now. So even though the Aggies may have that bend-don't-break mentality defensively, JBT, what's that going to last? A few plays? I mean, the strong struggles with Alabama too has been that narrative of them not being able to get some consistent rhythm on the road. Well, you're at home with all of this coming into it, regardless of who's quarterback. I'm not shocked at all that that's, that this line moved so abruptly toward Alabama, even despite Texas A&M not looking that strong. But, you know, you talk about live betting opportunities. I, I'm not one to want to lay so much, so I wouldn't want to lay the 24 with Alabama JVT. But again, if Texas A&M can get some key stops early on, then I'll maybe consider uh, looking at a better number with the Crimson Tide if those algorithms kind of adjust more rapidly than it should. And we should also note here, too, part of the reason why uh, the line does move in Alabama's favor despite quarterback issues. Texas A&M has their own quarterback issue. Uh, as yeah. we know that when you look at uh, Max Johnson, broken bone in his throwing hand, uh, that was told to Ian Fitzsimmons earlier in the week. And uh, as we know, Haynes King, who started the first two games, went in and replaced Johnson Saturday's loss to Mississippi State. So we'll see if that's going to do anything. Here's the thing. Uh, if it is Haynes King, problem with Haynes King is that he has routinely put the ball in danger in his time as quarterback uh, for Texas A&M. Turnover-worthy play rate of 5.3% so far this season. Last year in the two games he got into onto the field, Danny, a turnover-worthy play rate that was relatively high as well. So we'll see if this is going to be uh, an issue for him. But he threw three interceptions in just the one game a season ago. So Haynes King came in highly touted, hasn't really been the guy that they expected, and now has to come back in after what looks like to be maybe a potential season-ending injury for Max Johnson. So that's, like, that's part of the problem is, and you kind right. of alluded to it, this is supposed to be a team that has all these athletes coming in. From a recruiting standpoint, Texas A&M always checks the boxes when it comes to wide receivers, and you expect something so much more out of them, and yet Jimbo Fisher where it runs this bland style of offense and gets nothing in terms of explosiveness. You're right, and it's got to be infuriating for these Aggies fans and just the program in general because you know he's capable of bringing in the uh, the big guns. And, yeah, you can do that on defense as much as you want, but defense isn't going to help you overcome the Alabamas and company, the Georgias. You need to get that offense to have the complementary football. I mean, we know that Georgia's got a dominant defense consistently one of the best in the nation but at least they have a sufficient offense to back it up texas a&m you can't get by having a non-established program really with jimbo being there and just expect things to turn around you got to get on both sides of the ball and they just have not been able to do that and yeah you know they may shocking get a big win here and there but they got to get a quarterback and again that's been such a huge issue they're absent with it today and as we're mentioning i mean that's why you've seen the line move so drastically so we'll see what kind of effort they can put out but i'm not thinking it's going to be a good day for the aggies all right so this uh, top of the show you mentioned that you were interested in missouri and just what they were going to be like in this game against florida yeah. flip side of that let's talk about their opponent from last week who beat them georgia because this is again another one of these games of the year uh georgia over the summer 16 point favorite today 
28-point favorite in this matchup against Auburn. And in some spots, we're talking like 28.5, so it's not really off that number. But when you're looking at this, what's going to be interesting here is twofold. One, the perception of Georgia is pretty wild. I think a lot of people are freaking out. And I'll get more on this from you the other side. Georgia, a lot of injuries. Adonai Mitchell is questionable. He's been out since week two. Smile Mondin, their second-leading tackler, hampered in practice with injury. Jalen Carter out with an MCL injury. I think it's being lost in the analysis around Georgia. But we'll have more on that matchup. And also, what's going on here in the world of college football? Big stop for Kansas on a fourth and short. They're going to get the ball back at about mid field trailing three nothing to tcu so we're gonna give you an update on that score in game lines abroad and guess what Jaden daniels and the uh, lsu tigers they're moving they're inside the 20 against tennessee it's live bet saturday here on these the sports betting network this is live bet saturday on vcin the sports betting network Hey, folks, remember, if you want to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, football's in full swing, hockey's here, NBA is just over a week away. There's a lot that you get with the Pro subscription. It includes our picks at a glance, season prep, weekly college pro football matchup guides, and your betting prep guides for the seasons of NHL, NBA, and, of course, don't forget college basketball, which is just over a month away. Sign up for our discounted football special, VEASAN Pro Access, everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options. Become part of the Sports Betting Network. So there's a lot to get to here. First off, we do not want to bury this because it is the postseason. Uh, Danny, top of the second, Tampa Bay and Cleveland. Guardians do have a one nothing series lead after getting that win over Tampa Bay yesterday. Uh, right now, $1.28 price tag on the Guardians in-game for a money line perspective. Uh, total five shaded to the under at minus 127. And then, of course, if you want to take some run line options, you want to lay the run in half of the race, plus 173. You want to take one and a half, you're laying 250. Did you have any inklings in this or any of the uh, the baseball contest? Because we do have uh, three other games that will get started later today. Seattle, Toronto is going to uh, first pitch at 107, our time. San Diego, New York, as the Mets try to screw this thing up yet again. Down one nothing in that series, 4.37 p.m. And then Philly and St. Louis after a ridiculous comeback uh, the other day. I think that was a postseason record. Most runs scored in the ninth when entered uh, trailing by the Philadelphia Phillies last night. Yeah, and the Cardinals were what, like ninety-three and zero or whatever ridiculous yep. stat that was until they blew it. And I and I was completely content with that as a Cubs fan, JVT. And I did end up betting the Phillies. I turned the game off, and then I was like, you know what, I'll check. And then I saw they had a guy on first, and then all the shenanigans. Uh, ensued afterwards. So I, I was uh, ecstatic about that. And honestly, that's really the only game that's catching my attention on this slate too. I mean, you got to like think how much you could be drained after a loss like that. You have all the momentum in the world and not just to lose, but to like really lose. He gave up six runs in the top of the ninth and they went deep with their closers who was already banged up kind of going into that spot, JBT. So uh, I kind of like the Phillies once again here, capturing that momentum forcing St. Louis to go into that bullpen. And he got Nola taking the bump, who's been a stud. We've talked about Wheeler and Nola, them being incredibly great together as a duo in these type of situations. Well, this is where it can pay off. And I think it will with Philadelphia tonight once again. Market agrees with you, at least in some spots. Open minus 115, upwards of $1.20, $1.21 uh, as of this point right now. All right, let's look around. First off, a uh, pro tip for you guys out there. We were kind of throwing this around when it came to Dylan Gabriel. Reports earlier today, uh, he's out in pants. He's warming up. I would say you know, don't bet based on reports without substance. Of course, Dylan Gabriel in full pads before the game being an example. How about Quinn Ewers multiple times throughout the into the season when he was injured, Danny? Uh, showing up, dressing, going on flights. Uh, we saw even <laughs> another form of this, which was the practice right before the Jags game for the Chargers in which – 
Justin Herbert did not throw in front of the media. Market freaks out, gets all the way down to three and a half. He actually ends up playing, goes all the way up to six and a half. There was even another report in that story, if you remember, where the scoreboard operator screwed up at the Chargers game and threw up a, a Chase Daniel starting quarterback uh, graphic on the screen, and everybody was tweeting out that Daniel was going to start. I would say again, just don't react to reports without substance because I think that's really important. Yes, that's great that he's out there on the field. That doesn't really mean much until you actually know something. And sure enough, if you're somebody out there that went in and took Oklahoma thinking that, hey, you know what? I got reports that he's warming up. He's going to play. Now you're sitting on Oklahoma plus whatever, and Dylan Gabriel's not in the game. Yeah, I remember that happening with Chase Daniel when right. the operator put that up and everybody was freaking out. We're like, all right, here we go, Chase Daniel experience. And then we're like, wait, no, it actually is going to be Herbert. So, yeah, don't freak out. And if you're someone who wanted to get invested one way or the other, if it's a team that's clearly having these quarterback concerns of if the starter is going to go or not in the first place, just have some patience and wait because right now also JVT, I mean, Texas gets up early. You probably were assuming that was going to happen with them as a favorite and especially with Oklahoma having the backup in, but Oklahoma's moving the ball a little bit. So you can see that he's at least conducting the offense well enough in spurts. You got the number now back up to 11 and a half. You can get a better spot by just waiting. If you're not sure, just instill some patience, and you'll probably be better off that way. All right, before we get back to our big games of the day and uh, throwing up some of the game of the year lines, let's look at where we're at because we did get some pretty big plays here uh, from multiple contests. First off, LSU, 11 plays, 73 yards, and fourth and four at the Tennessee 14. They do the right thing. They're saying, screw this. All right, we're down 10 nothing against Tennessee, the eighth-ranked team in the country. Let's go for it. We're at home. We're in a position of power. I don't know. I don't know if that was really what they're thinking. Uh, but they did not get it. Fourth and four, Jaden Pass completed Kayshawn Booty, but he has turned away a yard short on fourth and four. So Tennessee gets that ball back. They now have a first and 10 at the LSU 34-yard line, marching yet again. So from an in-game standpoint, Tennessee up to a 12-and-a-half-point favorite, total of 62-and-a-half. I mentioned a big third down for Kansas and TCU. TCU goes for it on a fourth and one about midfield. They do not get it. They get turned away. But Kansas, after they turn TCU away, turned away in their own right. Uh, they, of course, get the ball, then go three and out, punt it back to TCU. So I am hoping, Danny, I, I've been waiting for TCU to maybe give up a score here against uh, Kansas because I do think that Kansas is uh, due here. Not even due. I hate that term. Uh, but I would say the market is a little too uh, high on Kansas coming into this. That five was a little, yeah. not ridiculous, but it was low, and it got bet up. I was hoping for a strong start from Kansas so I could bet TCU and get in on a better number. That has not been the case as Kansas has not held up their end of the bargain offensively. Defensively, they've done a pretty solid job so far, but offense has, uh, has yet to show up here. Yeah, I actually had the same thought here about TCU along with the JVT. I feel like, and I guess we kind of keep waiting for it to happen, but this finally seemed like it was a spot where Kansas would fall victim to a better team and just not really play as well as they have been. But yeah, defensively, they've made the necessary stops. And I'm hoping just like you, that TCU or rather part of me, Kansas can get up to maybe like a seven, three lead, even 10, three. And I'd feel comfortable jumping in on the horn frogs in that spot, because I do think they're the rightful side. And I didn't want to lay it at about seven because I don't know, Kansas is good enough to get something with a backdoor happening there. Um, but yeah, I, I'll be waiting along with you there. There is another game where I think I'm going to have some betting interest as well, JBT. Yeah. And that's going to be Maryland and Purdue. I kind of liked Maryland coming into this game. I didn't like the idea of laying over three with them. Now you can get them at the flat three I'm seeing. Minus a buck 50 on the money line. They're up seven to three right now. Total at about 61 in the hook. 
So again, I'm going to wait to see how much farther this drops down, but I kind of like the Terps here. I know uh, going against Purdue last week kind of burned me when I uh, jumped in on Minnesota live, but I, I still think Maryland could be a better team than Purdue in this spot. Yeah, I, so we'll keep an eye on that. And I should mention really quickly, going back to this Kansas TCU game, uh, this is very much worth noting because this is the other thing that I've been eyeing. Kansas just stuffed up TCU on a second and 19 in the backfield. So I think they got like a third and 22 or something like that coming up. TCU does um, in this matchup, right? End of the first quarter. Remember that this total, Danny, closed 71, 70 and a half. And I think right now from an in-game standpoint, my phone doesn't have, uh, MGM doesn't have the number up at this point, but I think we've got an in-game total hovering around the 60 point mark. So that is definitely something to monitor because even a slow start in this first quarter, uh, this expl these explosive offenses and poor defenses could break at any minute. And I would be very interested to see what this adjusted in-game total is at this point right now uh, because if this gets low enough, I think that's going to be worth biting on. So I'm seeing about, and again, it's like it's posted, but it's not letting you bet it. But I'm seeing about 56 and a half right now. 56 and you think half, that okay. would be enough for you to bet it over? Uh, Yeah. If I can get, let me, let's see what this, uh, where, uh, let's see if I can get this up there. <laughs> and uh, some of the shops that I have this in. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you here. The only thing that scares me, like, again, I'm still a little iffy on this Kansas offense, but I, I think TCU eventually will figure it out and kind of carry it up to that point, And then you'll get even a higher total. So uh, yeah, if you think TCU could get some points going in the next drive, then jump in sooner rather than later. But, yeah, I'm probably just more invested on what I can get with DCU as opposed to the total in this spot. Yeah, 53 and a half is uh, one shop right now that has that total Ooh. up. So uh, getting lower and lower. So we'll see after uh, what this play is going to be because if this is a punt back to Kansas, this is going to drop a little bit more. So we'll wait after this opportunity uh, and see what's going to happen there. All right, let's talk about some of these other games. So I went on some long tees and didn't give you time. Really quickly, your thoughts, Georgia, Auburn, and by the way, good shout too, Florida up 10 nothing over Missouri in that letdown spot as you were talking about. But I think Georgia, in the grand scheme of things, Danny, it has forgotten how banged up they are. And it might speak to why they are struggling against some of these lesser opponents. But they do it here against Brian Harson, who is essentially fired, according to some, yeah. against Auburn. Yeah, again, this is just one of those ugly spots I see it because I really don't want to get invested in Auburn whatsoever. But I just hate laying such a big spread here with Georgia, despite how dominant they can be. But it seems like any time I've gone against Georgia and taken the points, regardless of who the opponent is, I've just gotten burned with it. But what I also find fascinating, JVT, is when you see a game like this where Georgia's laying as high as 28, you're getting the short total of 49 in the hook here. So uh, again, like you're not expecting anything from Auburn. So I, I guess you got to ask yourself, what would be more tempting something with the short total or if 28's just too much. And personally, I'm going to opt out of this one, but I'm curious if you have any interest one side or the other. Uh, no, I think from, I, I want to see, I want to see if these injuries and, and everything going on with Georgia, because I think what's going to be interesting, like a team total standpoint, maybe looking at Auburn under, considering that I'm yeah. not sure they're going to have much success there. Um, but what would worry me about looking at a game like this from a total standpoint or even from a side standpoint, I think Kirby Smart, if Georgia can put it on, they're going to, especially after the last two weeks. They kind of want like a little bit of a moral victory here and want to look as strong as they did maybe against Oregon. And that would be one thing that I would think about when it comes to this. All right, we'll come back. we got plenty left to get to. Ken Barkley is going to join us, host You Better You Bet, and get his plays and thoughts on the week that will be in college football. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Hey, it's Gil Alexander from VEASAN. Every Monday during the football season, we do something really special on my show, A Numbers Game. Chrissy Andrews, the director of the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook, joins me and releases every single NFL line for the upcoming week live on the show. It's a perspective that you won't hear on NFL betting anywhere else but right here. NFL lines from the guy that makes them. Imagine that. Mondays on A Numbers Game, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on VEASAN, the sports betting network. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Attention BetMGM customers, you have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here is a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you've used BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up, makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM. Get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager all promotions are subject uh, to qualification eligibility requirements. Sorry, I got caught up watching a game. Rewards issued is not a drawable site. Credit site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. I was so wrapped up in my BetMGM app trying to get in on a, on a game, huh, from a live perspective. Uh, and Anyway, we move on. All right, let's welcome in 
Ken Barkley's nice enough to give us some time today. Host, you better, you bet. Uh, of course, you can follow him up on Twitter. Lockie Lockerson, I believe, is the uh, Twitter account. And we appreciate the time, Ken. So let's just start morning slate. Are you sweating anything out in what is a fantastic slate on paper? I am. Uh, well, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. I got. We have some stuff working. Uh, it is a busy, busy noon slate, like you compare yeah. it to some of the other weeks that we've had. And it's not just busy from just, uh, hey, there's a lot of good games or there's a lot of games, period ton of quarterback news in the early window that was really obnoxious to have to follow throughout the entire morning. I got like kind of pantsed a little bit. I bet the over on Louisville, Virginia, before Malik Cunningham was declared out, which is kind of unfortunate. So just like having to follow that, obviously the Will Levis stuff all week, Dylan Gabriel for Oklahoma, KJ Jefferson for Arkansas. Um, so it's not the busiest slate just because we were waiting so long to figure out what was going on with those quarterbacks, but uh, half Florida uh, from pregame against Missouri, uh, ten and a half. That's a bet for me that's in right now. A couple other things working. That Louisville over, which may not be that good. And then maybe get in on some live totals here. I heard you guys were contemplating some uh, some TCU Kansas and maybe some other stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah. I want to. I am trying very much, Ken, to get in on a TCU Kansas over. If uh, maybe you know some chops would leave the number up. Uh, but it keeps dropping. That's the other thing. I keep trying to bet this thing, and it's, it's dropping a little bit. But right now, in game from a Kansas TCU perspective, forty eight and a half right now is the low in the market. I mean, that's, I mean, obviously we compare that to the pregame total and it's adjusting as we go. I always feel like, I don't know what your guys' live betting strategy is. I always just try to think about it in terms of extremes. Like if we have a game that's projected to be close, team gets out, starts to get up by 14, 17, 21 points. Like where's, where's the bottom on all this stuff? So where's the bottom on an over for TCU, Kansas? You know, where was the bottom on an under for TCU, Oklahoma last week? That live market got almost, almost a hundred, basically able to get some live bets in in the nineties. And, uh, and the game ends up just kind of fizzling, basically. So I think maybe you're thinking the right way about TCU-Kansas. Uh, if you did put it in, good luck. I think it's going to be interesting. Well, and it's funny, can you mention that? So last week, Danny and I were on, and that was one of the in-game numbers that we attacked during the game. I got under 94 in that matchup. And you talk about extremes because one of the lines of thinking, and you don't get this in this game, is like from an in-game standpoint, TCU was kicking the crap out of Oklahoma. So the, the market, the algorithm says, oh, they're going to keep going back and forth. When in reality, TCU is up by three scores as they head into like the third quarter. They're going to start to sit on that, and that number is going to start to really deflate, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and I'll just give two other kind of angles here that are unique to college football, right? In any program with any game, you're going to have a point at which a school inserts the backup quarterback for the starter, especially in a blowout situation. And we had a lot of lot of stuff like that in the last couple of weeks, for sure. Oklahoma, Nebraska, that like miracle under that happened in that game, obviously, um, was because Gabriel gets pulled like early with like a quarter to play, basically, and that game goes under. So that's definitely an angle. If you feel like that change is looming, the live market won't account for that. And then the other thing is these injury games. Bear in mind, like all the algorithms you're talking about, they're based on the closing total in the market. Mm-hmm. Well, what if the closing total in the market didn't know who was playing quarterback? And now you do. And now you know that KJ Jefferson's actually not playing, or he's suited up, but he's not playing, or Gabriel, or these other guys. Like, if you see something in the first quarter, I, I hate overreacting in general. Like, in the NFL, team scores a touchdown, I'm not going to go live bet them or something. Like, it's just, it's, it's fluky. It's the NFL, it's random. But in college football, like, you may have information that the closing total didn't totally have because. These guys are warming up. They're in uniform, but we don't really know for sure. Yeah, I think you can bring that into the market in the first quarter sometimes and bet on it. 
Hey, Ken, I, I heard you mention something about this Florida and Missouri game, and JVT and I were kind of talking about it, and I thought it was a really intriguing spot because I was almost erring to the side that this could be a letdown situation for the Tigers, and JVT was looking at the other side of the coin thinking, well, you know, Mizzou, after what happened with Georgia, may come into this game more ticked off, and catching double digits could be more of the uh, viable spot with them, I suppose. But now we see them down 10, and I saw the live line get up to as high as 21 in the hook. So, I mean, curious if you could reiterate what your side was in this game and how that you would approach it now that Mizzou's down 10. Yeah. And to be fair to Missouri and to be fair to the handicap of Missouri, I mean, it was a, what it was a 50 yard pick six in the game, basically mm-hmm. with Florida's touchdowns. So, I mean, it's not like I can't even say it's like an authentic efficient offense mm-hmm. by Anthony Richardson and company that's moving the ball. Uh, my, I bet 10 and a half before the game. I, this was a bet I put in earlier in the week. And what I like to do sometimes, especially once we get into conference play is just set up some kind of parameters for like the history of the schools against each other and how they're typically rated in these games. And just, if you look at the history of Florida who has been rated pretty poorly this season, you know, versus normal Florida teams. And then this is a Missouri team. That's probably about what we've seen the last five to six years. This is like about on the low end of how, they can ever be rated against each other. Like it's very weird to see a 10 and a half with Florida and Missouri. So just it's sometimes I feel like recent results, Missouri last week against Georgia could kind of warp what really the true difference is between the teams. It just felt like it was on the low end of, you know, normal meetings between these programs. Basically that's also, I, I think honestly, if you bet Missouri, you kind of got a bad run out so far. Like you should probably be more in the game than you are. I mean, if it's going to get up to 21 on a pick six and it's not kind of like authentic, domination or ball movement, then that's probably a mistake. Uh, a really quick update. Uh, Jalen Hyatt with a beautiful touchdown reception. It was a dime from Hendon Hooker. Tennessee is now up 20 nothing over LSU. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Tennessee rolling, rolling with this one at this point right now. Some bad luck for LSU and bad execution on some of these fourth downs that they're attempting. Uh, in-game market, 20-and-a-half the spread in favor of the Volunteers. Total of 64-and-a-half. Ken Barkley's with us. Lockie Lockerson up on Twitter. Host, you better, you bet. Uh, all right, let's go to some of these games that we have yet to see here, Ken. And I'm actually really interested in your breakdown here for Texas Tech uh, in this spot this weekend, catching 10, mainly because if you read some of the quotes coming out of Lubbock, uh, there are questions about what's going to happen with the quarterback situation there uh, because turnover-worthy plays and turnovers have kind of been a thing and a problem for Donovan Smith. They're on the road against Oklahoma State, and you could argue from a situation standpoint, not the best spot for Oklahoma State coming off the win against Baylor. What do you make of this game? Yeah, no, and you're absolutely right about it's so funny with some of these programs where we felt like we had entrenched starters, Tyler Van Dyke at Miami, another one where like we're really calling to bench an NFL prospect. Like, what are we doing here? Basically, it's just it's weird, but that's, you know, college football fans. That's how we all work. We're completely irrational and we immediately want to just go crazy at the last thing that happened. Um, So I I hear everything you're saying about Donovan Smith. Also, apparently nobody wants my side in the game because I got to 10 this morning with Texas Tech. I, I think the interesting thing is, To me, a lot of the projection of this game is still based in preseason expectation, and it has to be with Oklahoma State. Just they always, every year with Gundy, it's the weirdest schedule to open the season. It's always early idle weeks, early games against FCS opponents, sometimes a cross match against like an an okay FBS team, but you never learn a lot before the year in the first month about what this Oklahoma State team is going to be. Okay, they beat Baylor last week. They also allow more than 300 yards passing. They get outgained on a yards per play basis to Baylor. So the final score, sure, like Oklahoma State deserves to win, but it it is not a dominant performance. And and I think I still have a ton of questions about their defense. Remember, they lost Jim Knowles to Ohio State. I have no idea how good the defense is. I don't think we have any idea, and they allowed a lot to Baylor. So it's not – 
that they can't win the game. It's not that they're on upset alert. It's just the expectation that they have to win this game by margin against a pretty feisty Texas Tech team who's played a lot of opponents that are pretty good so far. I think it's kind of unreasonable. Could definitely see Oklahoma State winning within the number. Hey, Ken, we've been watching this Clemson team every single week, and they've been uh, pretty fun to figure out, I guess you could say. But they're on the road this weekend, and they're taking on Boston College Lane 20 in the hook. Uh, It seems like your sights are set on this total, though. I'm seeing about 48 in the hook in this spot. What caught your attention for looking to wager on this total? Yeah, there was a little early steam in the week, which is interesting on the under, which kind of set this up into a range that I like. Uh, Anything under 50 would have been a play on the over for me. And the funny thing is, like, I know, I always think these are the the funniest handicaps. Like, I know why the number is what it is in the market. You look at Boston College's body of work the entire season, right? Mm -hmm. It probably leads to a really low point projection. You look at Clemson's body of work the entire season. Okay, but, like, let's get really specific and granular. What what is Clemson struggling against? And they haven't played a lot this year. Teams that with downfield passing, basically Wake Forest tore them apart. NC State couldn't do it. Haven't played a lot of teams that could. Georgia Tech certainly couldn't. Okay, Boston College last week might have found something. They averaged a million yards per play against Louisville, won that game outright. Phil Jerkovic, who's their transfer quarterback from a couple years ago, who had like kind of big expectations this year, had played atrociously until last week, basically completed about 90% of his passes, three touchdowns. I think they might have found something. I actually think Jerkovic's just better than what the first three weeks were. So I actually think with Brissy out, Clemson down a couple of defensive guys, I actually think there could be a little more scoring here than we're used to. Not like the Wake Forest game, but sort of a like a miniature version of the Wake Forest game if you want to think about it that way. Yeah, totally fair. Lockie Lockerson, the Twitter handle, Ken Barkley, college football betting analyst and host, You Better You Bet. Uh, hey, man, we're up against it, Ken, but we really appreciate the time on this Saturday. Thanks and good luck. No problem. Thanks. Good luck, guys. You got it. All right. Uh, updates uh, around the board here. Danny, by the way, we are officially in over 48 and a half TCU, Kansas. <laughs> and uh, TCU punts it away after uh, Duggan runs into a sack. So uh, off to a great start there. All right. We'll keep track of that and uh, everything going on in the world of college football. Give you updates as some scores are there. And uh, we can touch again on Minnesota, or excuse me, Michigan, who is uh, scuffling a little bit with Indiana. Second hour and more college football on the way. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Thank you.